Welcome to Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. The new year is a good time to start out with a new perspective on our health, our attitudes, and our relationships. We dedicate our first show of the year to tackling a pervasive issue that is damaging all the way from people's dining room tables to international fairs, managing division. How do you deal with people who have ideas that are the polar opposite of yours? How do you reach your goals when people or situations are standing in your way? We're talking about strategies for getting off on the right foot in 2023, right after the news. This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. The Wilton Rancheria tribe in California is facing flood damage on and around the tribe's traditional site due to flooding of a river. CBS 13 reports tribal burial grounds are being threatened and tribal officials are asking the public to report any sightings of remains or artifacts to the tribe. The tribe is also seeking to work with local and state agencies on assistance for those impacted by flooding. A flood watch is in place for the Sacramento Valley as other storms are expected to hit Northern California this week. The Wilton Rancheria is located in Sacramento County. The Rosebud Sioux Tribe in South Dakota is continuing to recover from devastating winter weather. The tribe has been dealing with a winter weather emergency from storms and extreme cold since December. Tribal administrative leave was granted Tuesday and no travel advisories are in place. Area schools are not expected to start until later this week. Residents have faced power outages, food, wood and propane shortages. There have also been fatalities after people have been trapped in at home buried by snow. Rosebud officials told the Argus leader last week that at least six people have died, including a boy with health issues, elderly and homeless. The tribe has been working with various agencies and organizations for assistance. The Oglala Sioux tribe has also been dealing with a winter weather emergency. Last week, President Biden declared a major disaster declaration for the Havasupai tribe in Arizona. The order helps with federal aid for the tribe's response and recovery efforts from flooding in October. The funding is available to the tribe and certain nonprofit organizations on a cost-sharing basis for work and repair of flood damage. The declaration is issued as the reservation prepares to open for tourism. The reservation has been closed since March 2020 due to COVID-19. The 2022 flooding impacted trails and bridges needed for tourism. Tourism is expected to reopen on February 1st. A popular tourist area is the tribe's blue-green waterfalls located below the rim of the Grand Canyon. The California Highway Patrol will be sending feather alert notifications to the public when an indigenous person goes missing. The feather alert program is now available as a resource to law enforcement agencies investigating the suspicious or unexplained disappearance of an indigenous person. The feather alert will provide immediate information to the public to aid in the missing person's swift recovery. Native American state lawmaker James Ramos championed the feather alert bill. He says California has the greatest population of Native Americans in the nation and is the state with the highest rates of reported cases of missing and murdered indigenous people. Here's Ramos last year at the state capitol in Sacramento talking about the bill and missing and murdered indigenous people. The rates of murdered and missing people in Native American communities is a shameful, it's a shameful state and national tragedy that does not receive the scrutiny and attention it deserves. We are excited about this alert system 
but even more excited about the growing momentum, the momentum to tackle this issue, not only from Indian country, but also by non-Native people like our collaborators here with us today. The Feather Alert bill became law in 2022 and was supported by a number of tribes, law enforcement groups, and Native health organizations. Tribal leaders, advocates, and law enforcement officers met with Ramos in December for a roundtable to discuss the Feather Alert's implementation in 2023. MGM Resorts International has announced the sale of land where a 2017 mass shooting took place in Las Vegas. To the three affiliated tribes in North Dakota, 8 News Now reports, the property is a 15-acre open lot on the Las Vegas Strip. The price for the lot was not disclosed. It reportedly does not include a couple acres MGM gave to the county to house a permanent memorial. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support by BNSF Railway, proudly supporting the nation's economy by moving the goods that feed, supply, and power communities across the country. More at bnsf.com slash tribal relations. A historical master trauma class taught by Dr. Ruby Gibson and staff provides tuition-free online training to tribal members who are therapists, counselors, social workers, and traditional healers. Enrollment deadline is March 24, 2023 at freedomlodge.org who support this show. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network. This is Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. Happy New Year, everyone. We made it 2023 and the start of a new calendar year. For a lot of us, it's a time to look ahead with new energy to do better, whether it's to eat healthier or to practice more patience with those around us. One of those lingering problems on the rise is heated divisions, whether it's over big ideas like politics or religion or small things like where to go for dinner. Today on our show, we'll get some tools for bridging divisions and how to make choices that open doors rather than closing them. We also want to hear from our listeners. Have you been in a social media beef that spiraled out of control? Do you dread being around people who voice their political opinions regardless of whether or not you want to hear them? What are some effective methods to stop divisiveness? Share your tips and insights by calling 1-800-996-2848. That's also 1-800-99-NATIVE or you can post a comment on our social media page. Our Twitter handle is 1-800-99-NATIVE. Let's start the show. Joining us now from Cardston, Alberta, is Theta Newbreast. She is a master trainer and facilitator for the Native Wellness Institute and board member of the Sovereign Bodies Institute. She is Blackfeet, and many of you might also know her as Auntie Priscilla from Season 2 of Reservation Dogs. Theta, welcome back to Native America Calling. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you for the introduction, and thank you for putting this topic on. Um, Native Wellness Institute, um, and I'm calling you from Alberta. We work with more than 500 tribes in the lower 48 we work with the 250 um, Métis uh, First Nations, uh, where I'm calling you from. I'm with the Blackfoot Confederacy. So let's talk tools. Okay, so I thought 
as I was saying my prayers this morning, I'm 67 years old. Um, my I'm a Kami Poismanix, a woman's stand-up headdress society, and I'm a brave dog, um, Kami um, Ganakstimada. And all of our ceremonies, all, I just was at a ceremony here, was about forgiveness. And forgiveness on the big level, so it's um, – and with forgiveness, it's lateral kindness instead of lateral oppression. So let's start with the tools of forgiveness. We're finding that tribes are really open-hearted to meeting who don't necessarily agree. And in a meeting with um, a trained facilitator, and the meeting starts with retreat, some, some good food, some good sleep, some laughing games, some trust-building games, and then we go into the tool of listening to everybody. And they have an old saying in the healing field, I've been doing this for four decades, is that you need to take the cotton out of your ears and stick it in your mouth. <laughs> okay. All right. Take the cotton out of your ears and stick it into your mouth. And stick, it, and stick it into your mouth because... I think this new year we're really open-hearted. It's a it's actually a spiritually mature place to be to listen to others. Mm-hmm. Don't do, do not assume because everyone has transformed since March 2020. And the person that you saw in 2020 or 2019 is not the same person now, so give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Okay. That they, that they have spiritually matured, that their indigenous knowledge has increased. Because in all indigenous knowledge, um, we work in Australia, we work in uh, New Zealand. We hear over and over that it's about self forgiveness. One, a tool of your forgiving yourself and not beating yourself up and trying to be perfect. But it's about Forgiving others, we've all been through a traumatic um, pandemic, and it's time that we just okay. appreciate seeing each other. Yeah, okay. and so See, I, would, yeah. I would say start there. Okay, and I appreciate those tips, and it, it all makes sense to me. Like, forgive yourself, forgive others. But sometimes, that, I mean, it's so much easier said than done, right? Like, if you, you, you know, you come across somebody and they just, you just don't mesh for whatever reason. Maybe it's political disagreements, or maybe it's more personal, but whatever. Um, sometimes it's just kind of hard to do that. You know, somebody, some people can just really get under your skin and vice versa. So any tips for, for how to do that, to forgive somebody when, when, you, when really all common sense is telling you, I don't want to forgive this person. I'm upset. I'm angry. I don't agree with them. I don't appreciate what they're telling me or what they're trying to say. And I'm having a hard time feeling that way. What do we do then? Exactly, Sean. So think about civility. And in each language, Indian language, there's a, an interpretation. Or think about the word diplomacy. Just like in Ukraine right now, in Russia, look at who even, you know, in that example, we have um, an Indian country, we have a lot of Ukrainians. And in that diplomacy, you have to, like the first step, Avis Archambault, she's 87 years old. She would always say, you just don't jump to forgiveness. You start in baby steps. 
and it's called boundaries. And so the first baby step is that you don't let it upset you and you just let it be like the Beatles song. <laughs> and they were <laughs> transcendental meditators. They were transcendental meditators. Let it be and have boundaries because you should never go into a conflict because of the trauma with Native people. And I worked and I've been working in trauma for four decades. When, when you have rage, you know, either physically, emotionally, or spiritually, when there's rage, there has to be some baby steps before that. And so sometimes what if, if you're, like you were saying, if we're in that situation, you have to say to yourself, inside yourself, and your own self-regulation, maybe this is not the time. Maybe I'm I'm going to cool off. I'm going to cool down, and I'm I'm going to see if I can compromise. I'm going to see if there's a negotiator. I'm going and and so a statement you can say is to that conflict is I'm really upset right now, and your I want to hear your views, and it's very you're very important. But could we do this tomorrow at nine o'clock? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, you so know, what I'm hearing then, there's no huge sense of urgency, right? You can you can you can sit on this exactly. a little bit if you need to. Exactly. Life is not an emergency. Okay. If you are TikTok thinking and TikToking and <laughs> spinning ten plates, spinning ten plates, that's a sign of trauma that you're still living trauma because you like chaos. What you're tell yourself, and even tell yourself, life is not an emergency. It's okay. a mature spiritual indigenous experience that you get for a hundred years, and with calmness and with serenity is how you pursue it, pursue it. And that's why we call our elders and our you know our indigenous knowledge. Take your indigenous knowledge and let it lead you through. Okay, Theta. Uh, you know, I want to also talk about what's what's driving this divisiveness that you know we hear so much about in this country. And you mentioned you know TikTok and things like that, and, and social media. How do you address uh, when so much of this conflict, so much of this stress comes through various types of social media? Is it deepening these divisions? Is it making it worse for us in some ways? Well, first, who are your friends? <laughs> <laughs> If you're all, if all your friends are chaos junkies, yes, it could be challenging. <laughs> chaos junkies. Okay, I'm gonna write. I'm yeah, gonna remember that one. Junkies. Chaos junkies. Exactly. Okay. But um, thanks for asking that because we get triggered. And you know, you we all know the right. commercials of the the sad dog, or the dog that's abused. And right now, Facebook is, you know, do you like dogs? But think about how, so then you think about it triggers. And it, during this three years, we've been triggered with grief and loss. Not only about persons, but our lifestyle. And now, you know, like half of my family, my millennial, I have 64 first cousins and I live with them. They have to be online all the time. So even that when you're online, what you're looking at, and you need to not have Zoom fatigue, you need to not, um, you need to have the breaks in between of, you know, meditation. Um, I heard one woman say to me, she said, I always took a bubble bath before I got on Zoom, and I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, you have That's to a good have tip. Boundaries. 
that you have to have these boundaries. Listen to your favorite song, you know, whatever that is. Sing your favorite song. You know, take out your rattle, take out your drum, sing your favorite song. And we don't care what your voice sounds like because every indigenous voice sounds good. Is just sing that song, hum it to yourself so that you are better prepared to show up as a mature person in any kind of conflict. We're speaking with Theda Newbreast, and she is a facilitator with the Native Wellness Institute. And uh, one of the key takeaways that I'm hearing from Theda today is to forgive, not just forgive ourselves, but also forgive others, even when it can be challenging. But she stresses that uh, you can take your time with this. If you need to take a step back and disengage for a bit, that's fine. No no pressure to, to get any kind of resolution immediately. And uh, she also warns about the, the perils of being a chaos junkie. And I think with social media just uh, so intrusive in so many of our lives, it's very easy to get caught up in that kind of chaos junkie lifestyle. So we're going to talk more with Theta as well as two other guests that we have on our show today. And the whole focus of our show is to help us get the new year started with a good path, with good positive energy. And one of those uh, ways that we're going to do that is to address some of the divisiveness that so many of us feel, not only just culturally, but also personally, so much going on in our country, and it's very easy to get kind of caught up in that. So we've got tips and we've got best practices. We are going to take a short break, but we'll be right back. And if you have a question or if you've got a tip to share yourself with regard to kicking off the new year, we'd love to hear it. 1-800-996-2848. A surge of migrants is straining resources on both sides of the border. Many of those seeking asylum are indigenous people who cannot communicate effectively because of a lack of translators for their languages. We'll get an update on the migrant crisis through the eyes of indigenous people on the next Native America Calling. Bonjour. Nandawaban dan Medicaid anike bindagebi agade mazanayagan jaganawain dagwasiyan. O dage kenda nawa guayak endayan anishanabe akwasi wigamigung. Gaundinagadeg, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Thank you for listening to Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. We're learning about healthy strategies to stop and prevent divisions in the new year. If you have strategies for how to communicate or interact in a more positive way, you can share them. Just call 1-800-996-2848, 1-800-996-2848. Our next guest is joining us from Minneapolis, Minnesota, James Anderson. He is a motivational speaker and success trainer. He is Lakutere Ojibwe, and he's also the owner of Old Southern Barbecue. James, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Miigwech. 
Well, James, we love having you on the show as well and really interested in learning more about some of your ideas and your insights to help us launch 2023 uh, in a positive light. And right now, James, New Year's resolutions are on a lot of people's minds. And, and how about you? Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Oh, um, absolutely. And my, my wife, she loves New Year's resolutions. She loves it. gets kind of close and says, okay, and she sits down next to me with a notebook, a big smile on her face. Let's do our resolutions. And she's like, oh, man, you're excited about it. And then this has been years of this, just a big smile on her face. Let's do some new resolutions. So, yes, absolutely I do. And uh, one of them that pertains to our topic is just um, – is it's a continued one of mine and one that fits into uh, what we're talking about is the key to washing our mind uh, on a daily basis. And what I mean by that is in, in the speaker, successful speaker movement, uh, motivational speaker, there's a gentleman by the name of Zig Ziglar, and he's one of the grandfathers of my profession. And one of his stories was basically a man came to his seminar mad because he went to a seminar from before and he came, basically came back and said, you know, I brought my people, we spent money and your, your stuff doesn't work. And Zig looked at him and was kind of uh, put back and just said, and asked the man, do you bathe? And the man said, well, of course. And Zig asked him, well, do you, do, uh, do you bathe regularly? Yes, of course. What happens if you don't? Well, you start to stink. And, uh, that's what the man said. And Zig said, well, that's why we recommend bathing on a daily basis. So you, uh, so you don't start to stink. And that's why we recommend motivating and washing your mind with the pure, the powerful, and the positive on a daily basis so you don't start to get stinking thinking. And <laughs> for me, that's always something key. If you want to go into like battling conflict, divisiveness, going to family members who don't agree or business situations where two people have different sides of thinking. The key for you as an individual is to wash your mind. So you're going into it with a positive mindset, positive energy. You feel good about yourself. And this can be smudging, praying. It can be listening to your favorite song, uplifting song. It can be reading uh, success material. I know you got DJ coming on. You can read DJ's new book, um, go to data seminars. Uh, like there's lots of things that you can do to just get yourself inspired and motivated and wash okay. your mind with the pure, the powerful and positive. Okay. James, you, you mentioned Zig Ziglar and that's going old school. I can't remember my parents having tapes and, and listening to those in the car as a kid with uh, Zig Ziglar and, and some of his words of wisdom. So Interesting insights here, washing our mind. And let's go back to this, uh, these New Year's resolutions, because every year I set New Year's resolutions. And, you know, I'm usually pretty good for the first week or two. And then it's just hard to stick with them. I think everybody, you know, has at least one New Year's resolution. But I, I've read studies, and, and most people by February, they've already gotten off path. So uh, in addition to just having this um, idea of, of washing our minds and, in, in thinking more creatively, what else can we do to just stick with these with these resolutions so we actually accomplish them? Um, my my recommendation is to realize for everybody to recognize that you're human and you're alive. And when if, in a hospital, if a person's hooked up to that monitor and there's the ups and downs, that means you're alive. If it's straight, it means you're dead. 
And so nothing's linear. It's always up and down. And that's how it is as you're on your path to goals. If you think it's going to be just a smooth operation to get more fit, uh, to eat healthier, to read, read books on a regular basis or wash your mind on a daily basis, and you don't think there's going to be challenges or hardships or times that you fall, fall then you're, you, you're setting yourself up to fail. You are going to fall. It's going to be tough. It always seems like when, I, uh, when anybody I talk to, including myself, wants to start a new program, the creator's like, okay, let's see how serious you are. Like, I'm, I'm going to start running outside. Well, here we go. Here's a snowstorm for you. Boom. See how serious you are. It's like the, 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 the creator, the world, the universe, God challenges us to how serious are you? And, and recognizing if you fall in that, pick yourself up and get back at it because not doing anything is worse than kind of yo-yoing back and forth. As long as you're moving in a positive direction to that, that's better than just saying, oh, I failed once, I'm done. So mm -hmm. it's recognizing that we're human. It's okay to fall down here. Just pick yourself up and get back at it and keep moving forward. It's okay to fall down. And, and I appreciate you saying that because I, I read a, a short article a while back and it talked about how we respond to failure. And, and, and the, the whole context of the article was that people that are really hard on themselves when they failed or like, for example, if they, they set a resolution and they can't keep to it, they really beat themselves up over it. Uh, that's not healthy. It creates a lot of challenges for them. But also if they're too easy on themselves, if they fail and they're just really quick to blow it off and not really worry about it, then that doesn't really create a lot of discipline either. And, and the key is to, to, to be just hard on yourself enough that you don't get too discouraged but, but not too easy on yourself that you just blow it off either. You, you've got to have that kind of sweet spot in the middle. And um, failure, you know, again, I think all of us, I, I, James, I feel like life is just as much about winning as it is losing sometimes. And, and failure is just a part of life. It's something that we all have to deal with at some point or another. And um, what do you tell people when, when you're working with them in one of your workshops or presentations and, and they're just really, really down and they're just not feeling, feeling the energy? Well, we do a lot of uh, a lot of up ener high energy work uh, uh, presentations and processes in my workshops, and uh, people do get excited. and And I basically sit down at at some point. I sit down. That what I'm doing doesn't work. What works is, I mean, we're, it, it gets you excited here, but eventually you got to get back out there. It's what you do after this course, and it goes back to what I, uh, what I said. you got to wash your mind on a regular basis. Or another way to put it, even the largest bonfire, one of those, uh, those uh, big powwow bonfires uh, <laughs> after, after the powwow, those will die down if they're not properly fueled. And, and that is your daily commitment to your, your washing your mind with the pure, the powerful, and the positive. And it's just as simple as that. What are, what are you filling your mind with before, when you wake up in the morning? Is it something positive? Or are you, are you hopping on your, uh, your social media and catching up on the latest drama? Or are you watching the news? What's on the news? If it bleeds, it leads. It's, not, it's who's warring with who, who's suing who, what the government is doing to you now, all these things uh, that create almost like a victim mentality rather than 
uplifting. You can do it. You can make it happen. And filling your day, surrounding yourself with people. I believe Thetis talked about who, who are your friends? Are these people giving you energy or are they taking it away? So th- those are the key. When I talk to people, I'm really honest. I'm like saying just because you came to my workshop doesn't mean your, your life has changed. It's what you do after this workshop that makes a difference. And I'm hoping I'm motivating you and being honest with you enough to say, here are the, here are the tools, tips, and strategies after this course that will help you be successful. Because if you don't do these things, uh, research has shown you go to a motivational seminar or hear a speaker, in two weeks, if you don't do anything after that, in two weeks it goes away and you're just back to the way you were as if you've never gone to it. So it's being truly upfront on what works. And I tell them it's the people you surround yourself with and the, the, the information, the books, the, the TikTok inspirational videos, the Instagram videos, YouTube videos, or podcasts, or music that you listen to on a regular basis, that will help you get yourself motivated, inspired to handle the day. Because the world's negative. The world, world right. wants failure. Right, it, it is. Right. And it's always been like that. So if you're expecting the world to change from that standpoint, man, that's a, that's a hard road to hoe. But if you, but you got to focus on yourself and your own mind and heart and being positive on a regular basis. And once you do that, you'll start to see the world that changes around you, not because the world's different, but, but because you've chosen to be different. Well, James, thank you for those words of advice as well. And, and yeah, you know, you say, you know, the world, the world is, is, is negative and so much, you think about like, like so many commercials and and products, it's all designed around making us feel inadequate, right? Like we need this stuff because if we don't buy it, uh, if we don't feel in some way inadequate, then we're not going to buy this stuff and we're not going to keep this huge economic engine just rolling. So uh, really interesting discussion. And, And this is James. Uh, Anderson, and he's a motivational speaker and success trainer. And let's go ahead and, and bring our third guest into the conversation now. Joining us again is DJ Eagle Bear Vanis. He's a motivational storyteller, best-selling author, and owner of Native Discovery. His newest book is titled The Warrior Within. DJ is a member of the Odawa Nation. DJ, welcome back to Native America Calling. Bonjour, Sean. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for having me on, and uh, really happy to be here with James and Theta today. Happy New Year to you as well, DJ. And this culture of divisiveness, again, we hear so much about it, and I want to hear your take. Are people in communities as divided as it might seem to appear? I think uh, a, a big driver of it is social media. I mean, I think, I think a lot of people are totally content, uh, which is problematic, to be stuck in an echo chamber you know, kind of surrounded by these common voices that are just reinforcing, reinforcing these ideas until they get to be so irrefutable in that person's mind that they become self-righteous about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we, we got to get back to a place where we have dialogue. We have actual conversation. We're actually curious about each other, what our beliefs are, why we came to those conclusions instead of having this dynamic where it's almost like combat communications where people are trying to bludgeon each other into believing, you know, in what they believe in instead of having, you know, just common respect and courtesy to actually have a conversation about what led them to those conclusions, you know? And that's one of the things that I think is really driving everything. It's, it's fear-based. It's, you know, people have broken off into their little cliques and it's us against them in the worst way. 
So DJ, let me give you an example here. Maybe this will help our, our listeners a little bit. Let's say I've got a relative and we're pretty close. Mm-hmm. We're close relatives. It's, it's, so the, the, making the bound, you know, cutting, like cutting them off, it maybe is not an option. Maybe they're a close relative. So I, I need help with, with creating boundaries. And maybe, you know, we're friends on Facebook or something and they're just posting all the time with some kind of political issue or something. And I just don't agree with it. And they just keep it coming. They keep it coming. But but I need to be careful. I can't just defriend them. I can't just cut them out of my life because they are a close relative. So what's a, what's a healthy way that, that I can create a boundary? Well, you don't have to respond to anything. That's the first thing to remember. <laughs> it's like okay. thoughts are just thoughts. Feelings are just feelings. Action is always uh, an option. You know, it's not a necessity. And so sometimes the things that we read, we don't agree with. You don't have to respond. You know, and responding, by the way, in the social media platform is, in my experience, the worst way to have any type of quality conversation. Um, things go sideways and pear-shaped so fast online that it's almost not worth making the comment um, just because things get twisted up so much or so much hostility. And it's, you know, it, it's really just not a productive arena to have anything quality come out of that exchange. So that's the it, first thing is yeah. you don't have to respond. You don't have okay. to defriend, you know, unfriend them, but you don't have to respond either. And, you know, sometimes, you know, just the, the choice to not engage, you know, that's really exercising our own personal agency. We don't have to be involved in everything. We don't have to watch. We don't have to listen. If something isn't sitting right in our, you know, in our core, we don't have to agree with it and we don't have to engage with it. Okay. So just ignore, just, just put the mute button on and just, uh, nothing here. Just keep going, keep moving on with your day. And DJ, um, how about just throughout the year? Uh, like I said earlier, everybody kind of starts off New Year's with a bang. They're kind of fired up. They've got these resolutions in place. But as the as the months roll by, it, it's easier to, to lose focus. So what kind of tips can you offer for just staying positive and, and, and keeping that right frame of mind throughout the whole year? Yeah, great question. That's the big challenge, isn't it? I mean, every every time New Year's rolls around, you know, we, we get these great ideas about how we want this year to be our best year yet. You know, we want to be the best version of ourselves. We want to make improvements. And the, the thing that I've found over the years is, you know, that I've always heard these great conversations about resolutions, and some of them are so extreme that you just know that's not going to be sustainable. And we want to create things that are sustainable, you know, where we can take one step every day in the direction that we're choosing, not try to make that big leap in one day, you know, do everything in a day or a week. And I had a, there was a guy a few years ago, he said, yeah, I've got this, I got this new diet. I'm going to lose that last 15 pounds. I've been trying to lose. I I got a new diet. I'm going to eat lettuce and oranges. And that was it. (laughs) That was the whole list. (laughs) It's like, how long do you think that's going to last? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Two to three hours before they go back to the way it was. And so a big part of it is setting realistic goals. Doesn't mean small goals. Mm -hmm. It means realistic in the fact that you're willing to set up timelines. You're willing to do the work. You're really, you know, willing to take those small steps every day, so that you can make make it sustainable. Um, you know, being patient. You know, patient with yourself. This is one of the things I know. You know, you were talking about with James as well. You know, on the resolutions is be patient and know that there's going to be ups and downs in the journey. You know, that's that's just part of the process. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have moments of doubt. Um, but be patient. You know, when people are trying to go back and get into shape, you know, I, I did this a few years ago with one of my friends. He's 
wanted to hit the gym. And I said, okay, well, let's go. And, you know, I'm, I'm usually in there for 45 minutes max and I'm out. And we're in there for over an hour and a half. And he's like working out. He's like, I'm back. I'm back. You know, the next morning he can't get out of bed. He's like, my back, my back. And his wife was mad at me. And he's trying to be Superman in one day. And it's yeah. like it's the small things that we do consistently over time that have the biggest impact in our development and in our contribution. It's not that knockout punch, that lightning strike. I know we watch that so much on media mm. that it's going to be that one thing that changes everything. Life's in my marathon. experience, it's the opposite. Yeah, exactly. In my experience, it's like what Theta was talking about. This is a journey. This is a long journey, and it's not an emergency. And, you, you know, if you are heading the right direction, you can walk from wherever you are in the country to Miami, Florida. You're not going to get there tomorrow. You're not going to get there next week. But if you're heading the right direction, you'll get there eventually. And that's what we're talking about, that, that patient style. And then the other thing is be an underachiever. You know, don't try to come up with 28 different goals for the year. Come up with a handful that you're really passionate about, that you're really committed to, that you really feel not just in your head but in your gut that this is the right move for you this year. Less is more. We're listening to DJ Eagle Bear Vanis. He's a motivational storyteller. We also have James Anderson, also a motivational speaker on the show today. And, of course, Theta Newbreast, a.k.a. Auntie Priscilla from season two of Reservation Dogs. When we come back from the break, I want to talk with Auntie Priscilla, Theta Newbreast, a little bit about Reservation Dogs. And maybe there's some insights there for how to have a great are you a Native American health care provider, recovery counselor, social worker, domestic and sexual abuse advocate, or traditional healer working in Native American communities? Dr. Ruby Gibson will begin a six-month advanced immersion in healing historical trauma. This online masterclass looks through the lens of a seven-generational recovery approach to provide powerful, proven modalities and is offered tuition-free to tribal members. Registration deadline is March 24, 2023. Info at freedomlodge.org who support this show. This is Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. We're speaking with experts on how to prevent divisions and make healthier choices in the new year. Still time if you'd like to share some strategies and better choices you want to make. Join our conversation by calling 1-800-99-NATIVE. Our phone lines are open now, so go ahead, give us a call. We'd love to hear from some listeners on the show today. And let's go back to our first guest Theta Newbreast, a.k.a. Auntie Priscilla from Reservation Dogs. And Theta, I want to ask you, if you could do us a favor, just get into character, if you will, for a moment. And uh, Auntie Priscilla, what do you think her advice would be to help listeners start 2023 off with a positive momentum? Okay, this is Auntie Priscilla. We want you to get up (laughs) off the couch. We want you to turn off the TV. We want you to uh, put down your phone, and we want you to start moving out into the real world. Uh, The good thing about the blood quantum of reservation dogs is everyone's native. Um, When I was Auntie Priscilla, got to wear her own clothes, speak her own language. Her chauffeur was a native. Her uh, got to go first class. And when I got there, there was Indian food, indigenous food. So Auntie Priscilla's advice is be positive, productive, and proactive. So when you're on social media, just say, God, you're brilliant. Oh, you're worthy. Oh, I love your opinions. 
Oh, gosh, you're just stunning. You're just majestic. Just put that on social media. Don't do the other stuff. Positive, productive, and proactive. And then Auntie Priscilla doesn't have to pay you a visit. Ooh, there we go. (laughs) We don't want that to happen for sure. I like the three Ps. Be positive, productive, and proactive. Otherwise, Auntie Priscilla might come knocking on your door, and you don't want that to happen for sure. (laughs) James, I... You know know when your auntie walks in the room, just uh, your auntie walks in the room and you sit up straight, Just remember your auntie's there all the time. Sit up straight and do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's on at that point. (laughs) When when she comes knocking, it's, uh, yeah, for sure. Let let me ask James Anderson, uh, our other guest. And and James, I want to ask you, because you are, in addition to being uh, a motivational speaker and a trainer, you're also a very, very successful business person. You come from a successful business family. And what have you learned uh, through the restaurant business over all these years in, in terms of what we're talking about today, being positive, also like conflict resolution? Because, I, I mean, in workplaces, so much of the divisiveness that we come across can sometimes be in the workplace. Well, one, energy is everything. I mean, I've got uh, a, over 100 people who are working in our restaurants. Um, I wish I had more, uh, yet we you got to be positive it starts with me i've got to choose to be positive in every situation because positive any having a positive mindset in anything that we're doing is better than having a negative mindset and that's just that is the price i've got to pay as a leader and that rubs off on everyone every, every everyone coming in high fives handshakes uh hugs uh cheering people on that matters and then the same, and yes, there are tons of opinions, but it's all what you do up front. It's what you're doing when there's not conflict happening and you set yourself up for success of one, everybody knows what we're about. We're about taking care of our people, taking care of the guests and food. That's it. If anything doesn't have anything to do with those two things, then what are we doing? And when there's conflict, we go back to that. Hey, is this about people? No. Is this about great food? No. Then what are we doing? So it's what, how you set things up and how you, you what, what is your foundation? Uh, what are you building your business on? What are you building your family on? What are you building this conversation on? Is this conversation about you, uh, you sticking your point of view in somebody's face and wanting to be right? Or you getting the credit or anything like that? Harry Truman, president, I love the quote. Uh, uh, it's amazing what you can do when you don't care who gets the credit. And a lot of times we get into these, these, these battles with our families and our, and our friends and just random people because we want to be right. But that's, that's not what it should be about. It should be uh, truly about helping your family, helping your community, raising, your, raising, raising our children in a positive way. Um, and when I listen to the elders speak, when I've listened to uh, smart people like uh, uh, Theta and, um, and DJ talk and other speakers, nobody's talking about how, how can you best be right. Everybody's talking about helping bring people up and growing yourself. And that should be the, that should be the focus. And when you have that focus, you won't get into these types of disagreements and arguments that are burning bridges 
and bringing people down because you can say, you know what, I might be wrong in this. Or you can say, hey, you know what, I, I, I hope you find peace in your thoughts. I disagree. Let's go have coffee yeah. and talk about something else. And yeah. you can move forward because the focus isn't on my opinion needs to be right. Your focus can be on let's just come together and be, be family members or friends. DJ, I want to ask you, what's the most difficult conflict that that you've had to resolve for yourself? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Where to where to begin on that over the years? You know, I mean, between, you know, family relationships, you know, business relationships, um, you know, sometimes getting into, you know, conflicts with, you know, people in uh, online, you know, I mean, there there's a variety of things, but I, I, I. you know, I still go back to what we're talking about here, which is what, what do you do for yourself to stay grounded? Because the world can be swirling around you. There can be conflict all over, and you can be the eye of the hurricane if you're taking care of yourself. A lot of times those conflicts, you know, over the years I've gotten better at handling these because you realize a lot of times, you know, the hostility that you, you know, encounter if, if you run into that has a lot more to do with the person than it does to do with you. You know, that was one of the first takeaways, you know, that having a little bit of, you know, granting a little bit of grace, you know, because we all want it from other people, too. But just having that understanding that a lot of times, you know, maybe they're going through something. Maybe they they have an issue because how how could somebody possibly, you know, uh, really know your story or anything about you when they've never met you before? But they throw, you know, throw an arrow online, for instance, you know, those are conflicts that are really tough to deal with. Family relationships can be really tough. Uh, nobody can hurt us like the ones we love, right? Um, right? Those are sometimes really difficult to manage. Uh, they take a lot of patience. They take a lot of prayer. Um, and they take a lot of humility. You know, sometimes that, you know, that's one of the seven grandfather teachings that, you know, James and I are both Anishinaabe, but that is taught in our cultural system uh, about you know, that's one of the seven virtues uh, of a good life is humility. You know, being able to understand that we don't have all the answers. Sometimes we are wrong. You know, having the humility to say that I'm sorry or to, you know, be vulnerable enough to actually explain that what we did wasn't our best look, you know, and we said something that we regret. Uh, but being able to do that, that, that's how we, you know, keep connection strong with the people that matter most to us. Because, you know, the moment we get out of that, you know, we start to get rigid, we get inflexible, we get combative, um, you know, but we also violate that natural law. You know, we're meant to be connected with each other. Now, I was taught traditionally we're more like bees and ants than we are like eagles. We need each other. And we can't, you know, we're stronger in that environment. We're sharper. We're able to, you know, make better contributions to the world around us when we're surrounding ourselves with, those, with that right cast of characters. And we get to choose those people. And it's an important choice to make, but, you know, when we get out of that zone and we stop being humble, we stop learning and we stop connecting. DJ, I really like what you say about us needing each other. And I want to go back to Theta because Theta, you've, uh, you've been doing this kind of work for, for four decades, as you shared. And uh, so often in Native America, we focus on divisiveness. We say, oh, you know, tribes aren't unified and Native people aren't working together. And in your lifetime, Theta, do you think that's changing? Do you think Native communities, tribes, and just Native people in general, do you think um, 
we're, we're beginning to come together more uh, recently than in years past? Yes, most definitely. You know, when I was at UC Berkeley, okay, this is like, I'm a dinosaur, eh? 1974. <laughs> the average life expectancy of a reservation Indian in the lower 48 was 42 years old. We have increased, and you can tell the livelihood. You can tell how well a community is. And, you know, and thank you, James, and thank you, DJ, you know, being grounded, uh, being positive. But you can tell in a com- we are living longer. I mean, I, I just came from a large ceremonial powwow where water was served, where tea was served, mm. where um, our diets have changed. Um, uh, the millennials now are, you know, they're they're 28 years old and they're saying, I'm going to prevent diabetes with my family. <laughs> so we don't eat blah, blah, blah. We don't do this. We, we instead, we move. Instead, we eat our ancestral food, uh, Chelsea and uh, Thosh, ancestral food. So, yes, we're moving. There's so much positive going on, you know, that uh, I see it. I saw I was sitting with the elders getting ready to dance, and I saw this mother come over and set down a blanket. And her there was her daughter, who was about eight years old, and her six friends. They came and they sat gently. They just sat down on the blanket, and they patiently waited. And I, almost, I got a tear because I just said, that's how we always lived. You know, it was like you listen to your parents, you do what your parents. And, you know, when, you, when you're a parent, just show them. It's not, it's not about telling. Just show them the kindness. Show them that grace. Teaching them to, you know, help the, help the grandma cross the ice. Show them to carry your chairs into the powwow. Uh, it was kind of interesting, you know, because I get there and everybody wanted to help me. So eight people can't help you carry one chair, right? <laughs> <laughs> so they're just saying, they're just saying, badass, Andy, we just want to help. So I would say, yes, our Indian world, both sides of the border, is getting better. And you know, I plan on living another twenty-five years. I'm looking forward to it. Nice, nice, James. Healthy eating. We've talked about it already on the show today, and, and so often that's a, a New Year's resolution folks have to eat healthier, to lose a few pounds. And uh, being somebody who comes from the restaurant industry, what do you offer folks in, in terms of tips for eating healthier in the new year? Well, uh, that's a great question for the barbecue guy, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, we go. So I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I am I am surrounded by cornbread muffins and ribs and uh, creamy coleslaw on a daily basis, and um, but I don't stop. I, I I have I have some of it. I eat it, um, and it's fantastic. And I love food. I've grown up in food with my uh, my dad being famous Dave. Like pizza, everything. Like it's 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 on. Yet um, you you got to be smart. You got to. I recommend eat. Don't gorge yourself so you feel gross. And then and then make a decision. Am I going to? I don't eat like this every day. I could, but I don't. You got to mix in the healthy foods, the bro- the broccoli, um, the the peas, uh, some lean lean meats, all that type of stuff. And I always think I just can't help but think is our traditional native diet is what would my ancestors be eating uh, at this at this point? And is 
is me grabbing a bucket of ice cream before I go to bed, which I've done before, is that the right thing to do? No. So just say no to really the, 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 the white sugar, the white flour, um, the, the white salt. If you can limit those items in terms of your healthy eating, you're going to be, you're going to be putting yourself in a much better situation. But uh, it's a, that's, a, that's a tough question for all of us, and you've asked a person who de- battles it on a regular basis because I could be eating some pretty uh, unhealthy <laughs> foods on a regular basis, seriously. And, yeah. and, and it's hard. It's in my face. Uh, yet, um, I know. I guess it's remember. I guess to everyone, remember the r- relatives that have diabetes and are battling it and struggling it. Uh, I have my relatives who are battling those types of health issues, and it's it's hard. So, the best that helps me motivate myself to eat the broccoli and the peas and the lean meats, and not eat uh, and not eat ribs on a every single meal, which I could do. So, um, ribs are great. Just not every meal. (laughs) (laughs) In moderation. In moderation. DJ, we've got about a minute before we have to wrap up the show, but um, exercise, of course, is another big resolution a lot of folks have. Any tips for how to exercise more consistently or more productively in the new year? I think you hit the nail on the head right there, Sean. It's about consistency. You know, small things done consistently have the biggest impacts at the end of the day. Um, so again, if people are looking at, you know, getting back in shape, <clears throat> start with a simple 10 minute walk, build up from there. Don't go hit the gym for two and a half hours, turn purple, feel nauseous because you're not going to want to go back again, you know, work into it slowly, you know, and, and incorporate those things in life that, that diet, the exercise, all those things are, you know, what my people call mushkeke medicine, uh, strength that you gather from the earth. That's the literal translation of it. And all those things we incorporate into our life, diet, exercise, our relationships, the amount we sleep, what we read, what we consume, what we listen to, all those things are part of our medicine. And it's not something that we seek, you know, when we're already sick and out of balance. It's something we can incorporate into our lives daily to keep us strong and resilient. Well, folks, uh, we are just about out of time now. I want to thank our three guests who joined us today, Theta Newbreast. James Anderson, and DJ Vanis for what's been a really enlightening conversation on how to begin the new year on a positive note. Join us again tomorrow. We'll be talking about language barriers that hinder resources for migrants at the U.S. border. Thank you for listening to the one, the only Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. Support by Department of Homeland Security. Brandy Bynum, Program Manager, DHS Blue Campaign, has tips to combat human trafficking. On January 11th, wear blue, the international color of human trafficking awareness. To help raise knowledge of this crime, take a photo and then post it on social media using the hashtag WearBlueDay and empower your community to access Blue Campaign's educational resources to stay informed. Learn more about preventing human trafficking at dhs.gov slash bluecampaign. This month and every month, remember, one in three Native American adults have high blood pressure. Check it at your nearest community health center. If the numbers are above 120 over 80, talk to a healthcare professional. Native community well-being is very important. You can take action by visiting heart.org slash hbpcontrol. This support provided in partnership with HHS slash OMH and HRSA under cooperative agreements CPIMP 2112-27 and CPIMP 2112-28.
Native America Calling is produced in the Annenberg National Native Voice Studios in Albuquerque, New Mexico by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation, a native nonprofit media organization. Funding is provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting with support from the Public Radio Satellite Service. Music is by Brent Michael Davids. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.